This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Well, hello there, mindful listeners. Thanks again for spending part of your day with us here at Mindful Medicine. So one of the things we need to open up our minds about, I think, is um, toxins. And I've got a segment here called Superior Toxicology and Wellness. So what do those things have to do with each other? Well, I'm going to have a guest help us understand that. I've got Dr. Joe Newsma with us. He is a uh, CEO and Chief Toxicologist at Superior Toxicology and Wellness, an international scientific consulting firm that he has founded. Dr. Newsma, Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Holly. I appreciate the invitation and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, me too, Dr. Joe. Thanks so much for being here. Um, you're coming in nice and clear. And so first of all, let's just start out. Um, you are a toxicologist, correct? Yes, I am. Absolutely. I have a PhD and uh, I have 30 years experience in human exposure to pharmaceutical products, to chemicals, and to biologics. So throughout my entire career in the chemical industry and in academics and pharmaceuticals and in finally my own consulting practice, my underlying trend has always been to try to find a better way to solve old problems. And it's always had the edge of helping people to be healthier, help people to make better choices, helping people to realize that we live in a soup of toxic exposure and what things they can do to try to minimize that chemical insult on their body on a daily basis. So yeah, that's me uh, in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. It's so important because I think that from a clinician's perspective, which I am, I've seen, I would say in the last decade or two, um, time is flying by, so I probably should say two. Um, I feel like I have seen deeper and deeper issues that have contributing factors that are directly from our toxic environment. And I, I love that you're here because we're going to talk about it and helping people reduce exposure and just, like I said, open people's minds to what's out there and what we can do to actually live longer and healthier. Absolutely. So tell me about your company. I mean, I love that you have so much experience. And so why not get into it and have a consulting company so you can help spread the word and spread the knowledge and spread the information? Tell me about Superior Toxicology Wellness. Sure. Superior Toxicology and Wellness came about because it took me about six years of working in corporate America to realize that uh, Dr. Joe's mouth and corporate America weren't synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, corporate America, they they, okay. they do all this fluffy stuff and they ask their employees questions and, you know, how do you think the company is doing and, and all this strategy and talking um, about what they want to do, their mission and vision and values. And when they ask the employees questions, what I missed, I must have been, you know, cutting class that day or something, but uh, what I missed is they don't really want any answers. They want rank-and-file employees that follow the company line, and they say yes when they ask questions. And when somebody says something other than that and gives an opinion, it doesn't jive well in corporate America. So it took me six years in corporate America to find out that, uh, that when they ask questions, they really don't want answers. And, and I'm the kind of guy that when someone asks me a question, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about it. You know, right, wrong, indifferent, or something else, it's all about – here's what I think, this is my opinion, this is what I see as fact, and let's discuss it. But 
corporate America doesn't like that. So I, I hopped out of corporate America and started a consulting firm. And I have made a good living from pharmaceutical products and taking care of employee safety. You know, my, my bread and butter, if you will, was setting exposure limits that employees could be exposed to when making tablets and capsules in the plants without any increased risk of adverse effects on their body because pharmaceuticals are unique chemicals in the fact that they're designed to have an effect on the human body. And if a an employee provides a pathway of exposure, whether it's oral or inhalation or dermal or through their eyes or any type of track to let that product get on board, 100 times out of 100, that product's going to have its desired effect. So it was my job to make sure that the process was clean enough that everybody went home with the same capabilities that they arrived at work with that particular morning. So I've been doing that for, for many, many years. And then the other bread and butter is actually setting the limit of how much of drug A can be found in drug B before it's an, an, an issue for the person taking that drug. So, you know, those are called occupational exposure limits and acceptable daily intakes. And most people don't realize that when they get their bottle of tablets or capsules from Walgreens, that maybe there's something else in those tablets and capsules than what they're being assigned by their doctor to take. And it, it's my job to make sure that that's never going to be a problem for the end user. So it's really a better way to solve old problems. And that's how I got into consulting. And that's what I've done for a long, long time. And you know, I've also dabbled in other things. I'm part of a company called Twin Oxide, where when you're talking about water purification, if you take chlorine out of the purification stream and add in twin oxide, you don't get disinfection byproducts in your drinking water, which are carcinogenic over time. So I've always been a serial entrepreneur. There's always another iron in the fire. And uh, so that's how my superior toxicology and wellness has evolved over time. And one thing that I know, I mean, pharmaceutical products, and I know we're going to talk about this uh, uh, in bigger, more detail, but pharmaceutical products provide many benefits for many people, but they also destroy lives. And one thing that I have that we'll touch on is, is something called the HOPE program. And that's where people that find, find themselves hopelessly on multiple pharmaceutical products, I call it polypharmacia, that, you know, that especially our elderly generation, they're on, you know, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 medications. And I will take the time to work with them to find out why they're on these drugs, how long they've been on these drugs, what they think these drugs are doing for them, and give them a set of questions to bring back to their healthcare providers to essentially give the patient control of their own healthcare to say, Mr. Doctor, Mrs. Doctor, prove to me why I need to be on these drugs. Can we get it out of my profile? Because, as you know, clinicians don't have the time in today's Western medicine to sit down with people and do that analysis. So I'd right. love to talk about well, that. So, you, anyway, go ahead. Yep, we're going to talk about that. And, <laughs> and, it, and it's true. You, and so I can add to your you know, curriculum vitae that you are a patient advocate because I think that's great. And you say the doctors don't have the time. And, and that's true in some cases. And then also sometimes they don't take the time. You know, I know... 
I went into deep dive into the history of medicine, just sort of the evolution of medicine and the different systems of medicine, whether it be Ayurvedic medicine or allopathic medicine, which is our kind of conventional Western approach. And it's very reductionistic. There isn't a lot of thought sometimes. You have hypo thyroid because your TSH is elevated, you're going to be on Synthroid. There's kind of like this um, co cookie cutter sort of, uh, all kind of protocol. All leading to it. another prescription. Uh, yes, sir. And, you know, I have to give you a little um, heads up about me. My parents, um, both of them, rest their souls, but they were both pharmacists growing up. And my dad climbed the corporate ladder of one of the largest pharmaceutical companies. And so me sort of turning out to be um, a naturopathic doctor, it was probably because <laughs> part of it was that I, love I just, I, I, yes, from a very young age, I was like, hey, um, you know, value in all systems of medicine, yes, but... I saw exactly what you're seeing. So patient advocate, I love that. You so can, you continue I want to, to go back to the why. You continue to ask why. I continue to ask why all the time. And actually, I think in my bio, which I haven't read in a long time, I think it says that. It's like, why? What's it going to do for me? Like, is there anything that I could eat to make me feel better? That's is there, huge. You know, because it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And I see it all the time as a clinician as well, um, this polypharmacy. And then pretty soon you don't even know what you're treating. But I have to say, and you, know, you talked about corporate, um, you know, the corporate America, and I, I totally understand. And, and here, knowing you just a little bit, why it was better that you got out and started things <laughs> on the, your at own. At the end of this talk, you'll know even better. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. But, but you know, I also, there, I've, I've been told, and I've seen a meme, and, and we've talked about this in, in certain circles, that there really is no money in wellness. And there's no money if you're dead either. The sweet spot from a financial perspective is right there in the middle, Absolutely. right? You can't be well because you're not spending any money on, on sick care and you can't be dead because you're not spending any money on sick care. But if you're right there in the middle uh, on polypharmacy and continuing to get sick care instead of this, this wellness, then that's where, you know, that whole profiteering before people, which has always drive me crazy and I know you as well. But I want to go back real quick to the water thing. You have obviously done a lot in, uh, in, in, you know, in your time, including improving water quality and removing the bad stuff, the carcinogens um, from treated water. Can you tell us more about that? And what should people know about their water? Because water is, I mean, food, we can go days and days and days. Water, not so much. Not so it much. is That's vital. Exactly right. It's the solvent of life. To without our it, living. So, yeah. Yes. Without it, you're, you're off this rock in probably, you know, four days to a week. And it's, uh, water is, is very, very important. And what we do at Twin Oxide is we try to work with municipalities at the source uh, because traditionally when you have water treatment, you have a big plant, you load it up with chlorine and you send it back out to people, they get it out of their taps. And the problem is chlorine does not remove biofilm from pipes. Now, if you've ever cut into plumbing and you feel the inside of that pipe, it's slimy, that's biofilm. That's where all the bad bacteria lives and it builds up over time. Chlorine does not touch biofilm. Biofilm protects the bacteria from the treatment. So at the plant, you take your water, you purify it, and you disinfect it with chlorine. You send it back out through the pipes from the water plant to your house, and it gets re-inoculated. So what's coming out of your tap could very well be 
water that still has bacteria or viruses or fungus or molds or spores or any of the above. And when you take uh, chlorine out of the situation and you add in twin oxide, which is actually, it's called, uh, the active ingredient of twin oxide is chlorine dioxide, ClO2. Chemically, you can't get free chlorine out of that molecule. So the free chlorine is not available to combine with organics, and we won't talk about where they come from, in the water and form those trihalomethanes, which are the disinfection byproducts, which are the carcinogens. Over time, that can be carcinogenic to humans. So um, the best thing, if your town is still using chlorine or chloramines uh, to purify water, and you know, I can go anywhere in the country while I'm traveling and taste the tap water, and I'll tell you exactly how they're purifying it. But the, the best thing people can do is, is what I've found is like it's a 35 to a $40 uh, water filter that you can buy on Amazon or Target or Walmart or wherever. I have one in my fridge. It's called a zero water filter. And it, uh, it's a water pitcher that you buy with a filter. And they also give you a TDS meter, a total dissolved solids. So you can measure your tap water for total dissolved solids. That's all the junk that's dissolved in the water. And then you can run it through that zero water filter and you can uh, see how much junk is pulled out. I think it's like a seven stage filter. It's activated carbon and it's a bunch of other stuff. It takes fluorine out, uh, fluoride out. It takes chlorine out. It takes lead out. It takes all the other heavy metals out. It takes organics out. Really makes a difference. That's the easiest thing that people can do to really improve their water quality is get a zero water filter. It's better than a Brita and it's better than the, the carbon filters that are on most of the modern fridges because the carbon, I mean, the carbon filters do okay. They take out some stuff, but the zero water filter with the seven stage filter takes out more stuff. And for the money, that's the best bang on the market. And once you do that, it just eliminates one more thing that you're exposed to because we live in a soup of toxic exposure, stuff in the water, stuff in the air, stuff in the diet, stuff in the food, any pharmaceuticals you're on. And also, you know, you have things that are, are creeping up on us that are, are electromagnetic, like 5G and, and microwaves and, and other communication stuff. So every single one of those chemical insults or energy insults hit the same bucket of cellular defensive reserves. And we could talk about that. Too. <laughs> well, you know, so. I've got a limited time here on the show, but this is no, this is great. So, <laughs> Joe, Dr. Joe, what I want to do is, is let's move to one other foundational thing. So water is foundational. And that, those are some great tips at how to get cleaner water, because you want the good stuff of hydration and water, but you don't want the contaminations that are in some of our municipal exactly. water sources. So excellent there. Let's talk about the damages caused by processed foods, because one of the things I want to bring up is there's, I've seen some controversy over, oh, you know, the, the actual number of COVID deaths has been very low. If you just think about who died from COVID, the other ones were comorbidity. They had comorbidity, they had other things going on. And I've seen the argument of, oh, well, let's say you were in, with all due respect, the 9-11 towers, and only what four people died from 9-11 because the rest of them had comorbidities it doesn't matter right it's the fact that this is definitely you know hitting this virus is hitting but but when it comes to the comorbidity what my point is is that there are about i think 12 percent of the american population that doesn't have an inflammatory uh metabolic sort of disease all right so that's a very very low i didn't i didn't yeah, yeah that's a, 
I didn't know that statistic, but you're probably absolutely yeah. right. And so, it's uh, chronic inflammation is a huge right. problem. And so I do, though, I see, I mean, and now I haven't been in an airport in quite some time, but I used to spend, you know, quite a bit of time. And when I when I go to airports, I always thought this is going to be a random slice of the population. And I, I just, I'm a very curious person. So I kind of looky-loo all over the place. And what I look elude about mostly is, you know, what people are eating. And I usually just was blown away because I take very good, I think as good as I can control over my food source. I grow a lot of my own food. I, um, you know, want to learn as much as possible. I use ewg.org, which is the environmental working group for the clean 15, dirty dozen, et cetera. But let's talk about this, the damages of processed food, because those two things, water and food, so foundational to our wellness. Uh, well, processed foods, it's, uh, <laughs> where do you start? I mean, it's, it's really, the, the food today is so much less nutritious than the food that was grown in the 40s and 50s. You know, the, the soil is depleted. They have to return nutrients in order to get any nutrition back in the, in the foods they grow. But then the processing adds so many preservatives and uh, other stuff that you really don't need that uh, and the genetic modifications and to try to increase yield, grow more with less space, it's, it's all, uh, it all factors into the equation, but really the highest driving thing that, that, uh, that, that wrecks most American diets is sugar. It's added sugar, and all of that sugar in the processed foods all of that sugar in, in not drinking water, you know, they're drinking uh, coffee, but they add 15 sugars to it. They're drinking Cokes or they're drinking Pepsis or Mountain Dews or any of that kind of stuff. The extra added sugar puts your body in an acidic, inflammatory state. And the problem with that is cancer grows in an acidic environment. If you can stay alkaline, cancer cannot grow in an alkaline environment. And um, the, the sugar drives everything. And all of that processed foods, I mean, the, the cereals and all that stuff, has so much added sugar that once you start to decide, okay, I need to decrease my sugar in my diet, you have to take baby steps because you're addicted to the stuff. And if you go cold turkey and say, I'm just going to cut all this stuff out, I'm, I'm stopping drinking Coke, I'm not having any more Snickers bars, your body rebels. And it's so hard to stay on track. One of my mantras in uh, with Superior Toxicology and Wellness is uh, with food, I always tell people to eat half and mostly plants and you will be okay. Because when you think about that, the plants are a whole food. Now, there are some plants that, that have a lot of lectins in it that, uh, that, that can uh, rip up the single cell layers in your intestines and, and create a little bit of a leaky gut, but there's also a lot of plants that don't have those. So once you turn and you make the decision to start eating more plants and you get rid of a lot of the processed foods, like they say, you shop around the perimeter of the grocery store and leave the middle aisles alone, when you're good at doing that, then you can start looking at the plants you're eating and go from just plants to the best plants. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I um, the, the lectin thing, I know that there's a very popular gentleman that um, we, you know, is out there, wrote a book called the, the Plant Paradox and such, and it threw a wrench into some of my patients' um, 
mindset because they were like, wait, what? No, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. I can't eat that. <laughs> but it was funny. You mentioned lectins, so I definitely want to bring it. Um, I want to bring it up uh, because Dr. Diadamo, who wrote the blood type diet years ago, right? So over 20 years ago at this point in time, I saw him say, uh, trying to find what lectins your um, sensitive to, right? So those are protein molecules in foods that, as you said, can maybe rip up that, you know, our, our intestines. And, and Dr. Joe, I have to tell you, I this this just, when, when you think about how our bodies were created, um, this is one thing where I'm like, couldn't we have had a couple more layers of cells there? It would have been really, really helpful. But, but the intestines exactly. are truly only one you, the one, the yeah. hole that starts at your mouth and ends back there is one cell thick, right? That we've That's got, true. and then they've got these little tight junctions that allow when when you have proper digestion, you know, when you take oh, yeah. it, the food in, and the nourishment in, and digest, assimilate, absorb those nutrients through those tight junctions. But as you said, things like lectins and other things like medications and alcohol and you know <laughs> yeah. sugar um, yeah. and oh, acidic yeah. environments. Can yep. can drive those in, in those tight junctions into be very inflammatory. So what what I what I wanted to say was Dr. Diadamo said trying to find the lectins that you're sensitive to without knowing your blood type is like trying to find somebody in New York City without knowing the zip code. <laughs> and it made, yeah, and it made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. yeah, and that's a great comparison. And and the way you think about the, the GI tract, you know, it starts at your mouth and ends at your other end. And it, the way I look at it, it's essentially a tube that's outside your body. Because if you think about it, it does very well at getting what you need out of that tube into the rest of your body to, to get the, the, the building blocks to the mitochondria to make energy to be you. And when you get something that shouldn't be in your body, what does your body do? It gives you explosive diarrhea and vomiting to get rid of it. That's why I it's think brilliant. That, that, G, that GI tract is really outside your body. Although it's inside you, it's outside your body. And once people start thinking about it in that way, it makes it a lot easier for them to realize what the GI tract does for them. And most people underestimate it. It's like the immune system. You know, as long as it's working properly, it never gets any attention. But as soon as it gets out of whack, everybody's like, whoa, what's this? What's going on? You know, you know the autoimmune disorders, just like the, the GI tract with the leaky gut. I mean, you're, you're sending that, that foreign material, which is one of the pillars of toxicology. You know, how does that foreign material interact with your body? And it's all about the dose makes the poison. How leaky is your gut? Are you talking about a little or are you talking about a lot? And it's all about the dose makes the poison and how much you need to overcome and how your cellular defenses are doing because everything that we're exposed to hits the same cellular defense mechanisms. The poster child of which is glutathione and people have always heard of that one. There's other ones, but if those get depleted, bad things happen. As long as our cellular physiology is good and we're taking care of our body enough with diet and rest and hydration and good food, and then those cellular defense mechanisms will be enough to battle what's going on in our regular everyday life. But if the cellular physiology goes awry, then tissues start to go bad. When tissues start to go bad, organs go bad. And when organs go bad, humans go bad. And it's all a cascade. So if people take care of their cellular physiology with the things they can do, good water, good air, good diet, enough rest, and then you're going to set yourself up for the best chance to survive. But the chronic inflammation 
combined with everyday oxidative stress, most of the chronic illnesses have a root in oxidative stress. And that's reactive oxygen species, which is a side effect of breathing. So if you can take care of oxidative stress, you know, that's your whole spectrum of vitamins. That's your whole antioxidant. Everybody's always preaching antioxidants, antioxidants, antioxidants. Best one I found is carbon-60. There's lots of them on the market. But if somebody is using carbon-60, that gives your body a whole bucket full of resources that it's normally fighting oxidative stress that it can then put towards other things. And when your body has extra resources, it does what it's designed to do, which is heal. Human yeah. body is definitely designed to live well over 100 years if it's given the proper tools to make it that far. Does that make and sense? And if we continue to remove the obstacles to cure, because you're right, the body can do an incredible job given the chance. But in our modern day and with our incredibly toxic environment, yeah. we've got to keep removing these obstacles for that body to do its job. Dr. Joe, when's your book coming out? Come on, come on. You've got to like, you got to put all this together, outline it in chapters. Give us, uh, yeah. give us, I, give us, yeah. I, that, that particular book is, uh, it's, it's only in the thinking stage. I have some, some other, uh, some other ideas down on, on a couple other books. I wrote a book chapter for a, a lady who wrote one about the coronavirus recently. So, you know, it's it's um, right now it's just all ideas kicking around and, and just seeing who's willing to listen. And it's just the, the, the approach is, is really it's behavior modification. It's not lifestyle modification. And it's one step at a time. And you have to do it on a pace where it's tolerable to you because massive change is not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for failure and minimal change one thing at a time and uh, habit formation is a much more successful path to changing your life, you know, like to eat half and mostly plants or everything in moderation. You know, I love to have a cold beer with my buds. And the problem is I got a lot of buds. So there's a lot of people there having a cold beer with. But. If I don't have a cold beer with every one of my buds every day, I'm still going to be fine. You know, one, two, yeah. good. Don't go have six or ten because that's when bad right. things happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Dr. Joe, you and I could talk forever because I think you speak my language and I know you speak my, my listeners' language. You know, one of the things that I put in place for people is called the um, the sort of the – I call it a um, – sort of the bean bank. And the bean bank is, hey, have you ever been in debt? Let's say just with finance, finances, right? Sure. People, a lot of people can say yes. How do you get out of debt? You start making more deposits than withdrawals. So then I kind of transpose that over somebody's health. You know, are you in debt with your health? Now, listen, there's always going to be automatic withdrawals and there's going to be withdrawals you just want to take, right? But can we get you first out of the red into the black, right? So how do you create these deposits? So certainly having clean water, right? Removing those toxins from the water, less sugar, less processed foods, um, staying hydrated, good sleep, good air, you know, all of this stuff you talk about, you know, keep climbing, more deposits, more deposits, more deposits than withdrawals over time, you're going to be able to afford those withdrawals, that beer with your butt. Exactly. That's that's a, an excellent way to put it. That's That's a great description. I love it. You know, another one of those things, when you have your own podcast as well, then I'll be a guest on your show and we can keep this conversation going. But for right now, I, I honestly have to let these folks go. Okay, Dr. Joe, listen, people can find you where? Superior Toxicology 
hope.com or just Google Dr. Joe for hope and you'll find that hope program health optimization prescription evaluation. So Google Dr. Joe for hope. I see the book right there. Mindful listeners. Wow. My mind was just blown. I hope yours was as well. And we're going to see you next time. Thanks so much.